It is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak. I don't have a guest with me this week except for Otto, which I'm going to show you now. That didn't run. I told you last week I think I'm going to start running out of uh, ways to finish off that payoff line or that intro. Anyway, another show, another week. I'm very excited this week. So I've been playing, well, let's just bring up the slides. It's probably the easiest one for those that are that are watching as opposed to just listening. So with things in a, things with a Z, I've been playing with a cool little guy called Otto. Here he is over here. So again, for all the people that keep saying to me, oh, you're always reviewing all this cool stuff, but we don't even know if you play with it. Well, there we go. I'm playing with it. So Otto is a robot. Now, if you're watching the show, you see I've got a picture of traffic lights or traffic signals, as they call them in America, or turn signals, uh, up on the screen. In South Africa, that's what we call traffic lights. We call them robots. So if I had to say to someone back in South Africa that I'm playing with a robot this week, then that's kind of probably the idea that would give me in mind. Thankfully, this is not the case. So Otto is the coolest little thing out. If you've ever wanted to build, I mean, uh, let's just start looking at all the things at the moment, right? We've got Lego, Meccano, um, and now we can build robots. And this kind of goes into the whole STEM world as well, but it's definitely not just for school kids. Uh, well, for this, I've got a problem. But Otto basically is a little kit that you get and then you build and you program and you get him to do all kinds of cool things. So that's how Otto arrived in this little plastic container um, with lots of little weird and wonderful parts inside it. And that's all the weird and wonderful parts. For those that are watching, I've now just got a picture, uh, listing rather, I've got a picture of just all the stuff that arrived inside. Now, the company is a startup. Um, in fact, I was very fortunate they were able to send me a unit. Um, so the, a lot of the parts have been plastic, um, I can't think of the world, 3D, 3D plastic molded. And I'll actually see if I can try and get this up on, on the screen. You can see it's, it's, it's all plastic molded. I mean, it's obviously not the components. I'm talking about the body of Otto themselves. Um, so they arrive and all the bits and pieces inside there and the little motherboard and the processor. And then you start with the uh, instructions. So you've got like this little circuit board where you have to put all the wires on and then you get down to code. So this is where Otto becomes a lot more than just a little toy. Um, you know, with Lego and things like it, you generally build it and then just sits in your desk, right? Or your shelf, whatever you're gonna do. The whole idea with Otto is that you actually get to code it. In fact, uh, there's a banner somewhere here. I'm gonna put this up. There's the website. It's uh, autodiy.com. So you can go there, not only to buy Otto, um, but you can also find out more. And of course, this is also where the coding comes into, which is the magic, right? So um, you put all these gestures in, and there's a whole list. Like if you've never coded before uh, or worked on Andrino, which is the platform, um, it's super easy. Like they give you these recipes and codes that you can use, like the ones I put up on the screen. So it's a gesture, you repeat, you change the number of times, turn left, turn right. And um, that's a picture that I put up now of Lotto, the one that I've been holding up and showing you with the lights on because clearly I built it correctly. And then last but not least, I ran some more code. And I don't know if there's actually sound on this clip. Um, there is sound on this clip, so I'm just going to talk over it. But there's music going in the background. And for those that are, are listening to my show as opposed to watching it, I've got Otto just doing this little, like, breakdance thing with his foot so he was just sitting there jiving to the music and his one foot was just like going up and down and in and out so 
what was that all about? Well, I got to build Otto. I successfully put him together. Um, I've programmed a couple of other little features. In fact, I think he remembers his last feature. Yeah, there we go. There goes his little foot going up and down, even though there's no music playing. Um, so you can only do one thing at a time. Now, most of us can only do one thing at a time, so I don't hold that against him. But, you know, you go in and you plug in the USB. There's a little USB uh, port at the back. Um, it's got a rechargeable battery inside, so the USB charges him up as well. He's awesome. It didn't take me too long to build. I think the build was probably about maybe an hour. But again, like I've never built anything like this before, and I was being meticulous, and I was laying all the pieces out. Could you do it quicker? Maybe. Could you do it longer and slower? Probably. It's not about how fast you build, Otto, right? The whole idea was basically to have fun and learn how to build. And, and then, of course, the coding takes some time. So if you've got no experience with coding, as I said, don't worry about it. Um, this is really fun. As there's a lot of recipes that have already been pre-built for you. So you can actually go into them and just change, like, the number value. So if you want them to move his foot three times and it's defaulted to one, you just change it to three. And then also, if you want to um, remove that feature, you can. So it doesn't do that. You can put on a repeat loop, which is what I've got mine on. So his little foot's just going to keep going until I turn him off or reprogram him. So yeah, a lot of fun. Um, as a, Otto, it's he's called Otto. There's different types. I didn't put a picture of that. There's like a little ninja dude, um, and I, I stand corrected, but I'm pretty sure that I saw either online at the website or inside the actual manual itself. You can get the um, design so that if you have your own 3D printer, so Alon, this is for you, mate. You can print out like little glasses from a little moustache, or and you can change his body pieces and that as well. I mean, the insides of the insides. So, yeah, a lot of fun, um, really nice, cool little tech toy to play with. He will definitely keep a place on my shelf, um, along with some of my other Steam toys that I've had the, the privilege of playing with. So, um, yeah, autodiy.com is the website to go through. As I said, there's a shop there where you can order him uh, or her. Um, and uh, them, they, he is actually binary. There's a lot of binary involved in this one. So, sorry, he's a he. And uh, yeah, that's uh, things with a Z for the week. Oh, let's see, going again and again. Right. So let's get on to tech news. This was very cool. So, you know, I know we're kind of all over the whole virus and the word virus, but here's something positive when it comes to viruses. So, there's a new cancer treatment that actually uses a virus to target the tumors. And um, what they base it's called Vaccinia. A uh, terrible name given what we've had to go through for the last two years. But basically, that it's an experimental drug, but they've had such good success with um, testing on, on mice um, that they're now starting the human trials this week. And basically, what it does is the virus is engineered to kill cancer cells, but it also helps your body immune response, immune system respond to, to cancer. So if you've been afflicted with cancer or anyone in your family has been afflicted with it, you know that part of the treatment is chemo. That breaks down your body. It makes your body weaker. Um, so what they're doing with this um, vaccinia is, as I said, it targets the cell to kill it. So it puts the virus against the cells. And then more importantly, also helps, not more importantly, but equally important, it helps your body build up uh, immunity towards fighting cancer cells. So why isn't the technology news? Well, I think it's pretty cool because there's engineering behind you. And I was trying to come off engineering of a, of a robot. Um, but yeah, so... As I said, it's, it is in human trials at the moment. 
hopefully they're successful and we can see this rolled out and hopefully get rid of this terrible disease once and for all. Talking about terrible diseases, so I've recently moved up to Queensland and one of the things I was really upset about was that I had to, well, I wasn't upset about having to swap my license, but when you change state, you have to switch licenses. What I was upset about is that when I lived in Sydney, which is New South Wales, I had a digital license. So when COVID hit, I never carried a wallet or cash or anything. My cards are all on my phone and my license was on my phone. So I literally could leave home with just my phone. Now in Queensland, they don't do that. However, maybe it's not such a bad thing. So I was reading this week that there's been a massive cyber fail on the NSW um, digital licenses. So nearly 4 million people have a digital driver's license in New South Wales. And the researching company that um, was, was checking, I think they called DVULN Lab or something like that, um, have picked up that there's actually a lot of security issues and a lot of security flaws. Now, apparently... Um, NSW, service NSW, the people that, that issue these licenses, have known about this since November 2019. They clearly haven't done anything about it. But what it basically does is means that you can now, gen this little flaw allows people to generate a fake license, which is a basic identity theft. Um, and what's really scary is that identity theft affects one out of four Australians. I'm not sure what the stats are like globally, but I would have to assume that it's pretty similar. So if you now carry your key point of, of of identity uh, on your phone and it's able to be hacked and copied and cloned um you know this is quite a serious thing so i'm not quite sure if i am that upset now that i don't have a digital driver's license anymore okay i'm still upset that i don't have a digital driver's license anymore um and in fact i'm not actually quite sure where i put my physical license i should probably find it and have to start carrying it but i you know another interesting stat is that they did some research that identity crime, which is obviously like where most crime and, and fraud enables from, because you need some form of identity, costs Australia around $36 billion annually. So it's not a small thing. So if New South Wales is allowing the potential of 4 million people to contribute to this, uh, probably can't go on so well. Anyway, moving swiftly along. Um, right. So... If you're watching, that is a picture of the awesome computer that Cade built a couple of weeks ago. I featured it a few weeks ago. I'm not talking about it again this week. It's just using it as a precursor to one of the news pieces that I found this week, which is this thing. So it's a block with like green goo inside it with just covered. Uh, if you're looking at it, that's what you're going to see, right? Well, actually, what it is, it's an algae computer. Now, this thing has been running for a year on algae. No electricity. Now, if you go back to the picture of, uh, let's go back to Cade's picture there. I mean, that's a hell of a lot of electricity to run that machine with all the lights and fans and all those wonderful things and a massive uh, GPU. It's quite refreshing to think, well, here's a device that uses no electricity. Now, this has been running for a year. It's got an ARM Cortex-MO chip inside it, which and microprocessor, obviously, linked to motherboard. Now, Basically, that's not going to run Fortnite or Minecraft or anything decent or any media or content. But in the Internet of Things industry, where it's a simple action of a switch turning on and off, or, you know, it's an if this, then act, if this, then that type of scenario. So if temperature reaches 38 degrees, turn on the air conditioner. This um, ARM processor, microprocessor, could run IoT devices. So if you think about it, especially in developing worlds, and shout out to Nico and Terry at uh, IoT Next over in South Africa, um, 
you know, you could run multiple IoT devices effectively for free because they don't need any electricity. Now, the device itself will obviously need electricity, but the processor that's used, the, the system, that's why I gave a shout out to IoT Next. They have a system called Edge, which runs multiple IoT devices. So it's a computer, it's a brain. That's what this device will do as well. So if you need to deploy in areas where there's no electricity, uh, maybe it's just to like capture a wind signal or I don't know, something that's out there. It's quite interesting. As I said, definitely not going to be playing Fortnite or Minecraft on it. But what's, you know, I, I just, it's algae, right? And basically without going into the science of it, it kind of eats itself and generates itself and through photosynthesis then gives off the electrical charge that was used to run this processor. The um, research people were hoping to get six months that sat on a windowsill because that's where the light came through. And then when it ended, they put it down off the windowsill into the dark and it carried on. So it didn't even need light to create photosynthesis. So pretty cool. Um, yeah. So algae computers. TikTok. This is kind of like the network you love to hate. I mean, if you ever go down a rabbit hole on TikTok, this is the network, right? Now they're planning to get into gaming. Now, that obviously piques my interest given you know, we cover gaming on the show and we will be covering gaming now, next. Um, they've done a test in Vietnam and there they were using pretty much HTML5 games. So those are those like mini games that you get that you can share, where you can challenge people. I was actually playing one on iMessage the other day. So if you've got an iPhone, you can send a game like Pool or Hangman or one of those type of games to a mate and you kind of wait their turn. Um, that's an HTML5 style game. Zynga is one of the companies that makes a lot of those type of games. In fact, I think they're behind quite a few of the games that you see on um, uh, Facebook. So it would make sense, I suppose, for um, for uh, TikTok to start looking at getting into the space, right? It's just a way to obviously keep people longer on the platform, keep them further engaged. It would be interesting to see, though, what happens because that whole thing with TikTok is, you know, you're scrolling, you see something you like, you click it, and then you kind of go into their page and you follow them a little bit and so on. It'll be interesting to see what games do. I'd, I'd like to read the research that they got back from their Vietnamese um, trials, but clearly it went well because there is now talk that they're going to start rolling us out into the platform. So as I said, speaking of games, in RU Game this week, I did another Apple Arcade game. And this one was kind of more a little bit of a, just a personal way of escaping. So the game this week was Warped Cart Races. Now, there's a lot of games. So this is a kart racing thing, Mario Brothers, Sonic Racer. Uh, as I was saying, there are a lot of games in this style and the use of this engine um, where you're playing into the screen and you're moving it around, throwing stuff at people. And that. But what was really cool about this is it's the characters from American Dad and Family Guy and King of the Hill and Solar Opposites. If you haven't seen Solar Opposites, I think it's a Netflix, if I'm not mistaken. Netflix, Amazon Prime. I don't know. It's really worth watching. It's it's a really cool show. Um, I actually watch all four of these shows. I've watched American Dad and Family Guy and King of the Hill and, and both seasons of Solar Opposites. So, you know, to obviously then have those characters and play them. And, you know, it, it was mindless. You're racing, you're throwing stuff at people, you're ranking up, you can add mods to your car. Um, it was just, yeah, it was just good fun. So that was uh, Are You Game This Week? As I said, Warp Cart Races, part of the Apple Arcade Suite. You, I'm sure you can you can buy it if you're not part of um, Apple Arcade. Um, so, yeah. And I think that would bring us – oh, I've got a couple of screenshots. So I was, like, describing. So there it is. I mean, there you've got – you know, you're playing into the screen. You've got your stadium. 
dude from King of the Hill. And that little alien characters from Solar Opposite. So it's a show about the aliens. So uh, yeah, King of the Hill, I mean, uh, Warped Cart Racer. And then that will bring us to Q&A. Do I have any Q&As this week? Let's have a look see. Uh, I did see something on my notes. Uh, but yeah, there we go. Is it okay to put my PC in a cupboard? So the answer is only if it runs Windows. Then yes, you should be embarrassed and hide it away from the whole world to see. No. Okay. No, that's not the right answer. So no, the answer is no. So basically, computers need ventilation. Um there's a lot of heat that comes out of a, a, a computer. In fact, if you're using a laptop, I have mine on a razor. It sits at a 30-odd degree angle. And then, of course, th there's two benefits there. One is it raises the screen high up. So ergonomically, hopefully, I'm looking straight at you now when I'm talking to you because I'm on a razor. But more importantly, it's because it raises up, there's a lot of airflow underneath, which means the fans can push the air out. You would have noticed even when you work with a laptop on your lap, you can feel how hot it gets, especially if you use a Mac with aluminium bodies, I mean, it really heats up. Equally, it's cold, right, when the machine's off. So, no, it's definitely not okay to put your computer in a cupboard. Um, I'm not quite sure why you would do that. I don't know if it's a storage issue. You know, this is the thing with Q&A, right? I don't always get, I just get asked a question. Um, you know, servers that are on racks, first of all, they always spaced out for the same reason, so the internal fans, and those racks and all the rooms that the racks and the server racks are in, are air conditioned and climate controlled. So definitely not, please don't put the, the computer in the cupboard. If it is a space issue, then my suggestion, and, and again, I don't know if this is a desktop, like if you take the machine a cable, for example, it's, it's pretty big, it's a big, big box. Um, it's okay to put it on the floor, so you can put it on the floor. I would just put a caution, if it's a carpeted floor, raise it off the carpet. Well, there's two reasons for that, one is, you don't want the heat on the carpet. I mean, I don't know if it can burn the fibers, but you also don't want the fibers to go into the computer itself. So just raise it off, just put a couple of blocks, and it, as it will it will help with heat as well. Um, if you don't have room on your desk to put on your desk and you don't really have a lot of room on your floor, then my suggestion is to get a laptop and get rid of the screens, if you you know, your external screens. Uh, but please don't put it in, the, in a cupboard, um, especially if it's running. If you have to put in a cupboard for whatever that reason is, make sure the door is open. And I would actually suggest putting an external fan like blowing into the cupboard just to make sure that the air is actually circulating out. So hopefully that helps. Um, I don't see any other questions there. So that kind of means then if there's no other questions and there's no other comments and there's no anything else, until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny.